This episode is brought to you by Cabot Creamery, celebrating 100 years of being a dairy farm family-owned cooperative. Learn more at cabotcheese.coop. That's cabotcheese.coop. This week on a special bonus episode of Meat in 3, we find out why the bacon, egg, and cheese, that classic bodega sandwich, is popping up on menus of New York's trendiest restaurants. We did a few iterations of it, and I was trying to fancify it. We tried the sausage, egg, and cheese, and then we tried to put charmoula sauce on it. We used feta cheese, and we're just like taking ingredients of the Mediterranean, if you will, and try to infuse it. But uh, for me, it was like a car wreck. Tune in to hear about the wild journey of the bacon, egg, and cheese from deli to fine dining on Meat and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, available wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Diane Stemple on Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. Today I am interviewing Thalassa Skinner about her new book called Cheese Boards to Share. Welcome, Lassa. It's so nice to be here. Oh, good, good. I'm so delighted with your book. Well, that makes two of us. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, you. Well, you must be glad it's over. Also, I presume. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a hardship. I, ah. I um, yeah, it didn't feel onerous. Um, good, good. There were parts of it that that were, but the actual writing part was, um, you know, it was. It flowed. Yes. I've been talking yes. cheese for a long time. So yes, I, I can imagine. Writing yes, yes. <laughs> I have many questions about how exactly you did that. Now, the, the uh, secondary title to your book is How to Create a, Straw, a, a Stunning Cheese Board for Any Occasion. So that's certainly covered well in the book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I'm my, glad you approve. My first question is how do you ever decide what to put where? You mean what, what cheeses to put on what plate? Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, <sighs> I mean, there's just so many to choose from. That's very true. Um, so the answer to that is um, that's with my cheesemonger hat on. Uh-huh, so, you right. know, my, my, my whole, you know, real history with cheese, um, apart from writing about cheese, is selling cheese. And mm-hmm. also, even before that, um, well, actually, no, I, I sold cheese, but then I ran farmer's markets. And mm-hmm. there were always cheesemakers in that. So, so there's a lot of contacts that way. But what that does is kind of put me in a place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, whenever I think about um, cheese and uh, advising people on what potentially to have, I think of where they are. And I had to situate myself um, when I did this. Mm-hmm. And... So, in a long-winded answer to your question, um, I 
I come, you know, I did most of my cheese work in California. Mm-hmm. And, but it was in Northern California. This, this um, book, the, the, the photography, the styling and photography was actually done in L.A. Oh, okay. So that was a first conundrum for okay. me because, um, but I have a little bit of knowledge of it. And, and I also um, reached out to people I knew who were cheesemongers or cheese shop owners in um, the L.A. area. Mm-hmm. And they helped guide mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helped with what was available. Right, right. But then, you know, I kind of had to step back and realize that this is a national, nationally distributed book. Right. So I did that and thought about West uh, East Coast, which I'm now very quite familiar with because I'm I'm living in um, New England. Mm-hmm. And then, and also have been to New York a, a bunch of times. But then. Um, then I was, the publisher is actually uh, from England, so I thought about that and, you know, was asked to really consider the whole European market. Yes, yes. Um, well, heavily. you do an excellent job of including England. <laughs> well, I did not England. do it alone. No, I did I mean, not do it alone. I think England I, is more represented than I think I've ever seen um, in a book. Well, that has everything to do with, yet again, having yes. people in the right places who could help out. Right, so, um, right. And they were very clear they wanted that. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I talked about it. I kind of I had long conversations, and I re- um, relied on uh, Nick Bain, who yes. was from I New York. Him. And he is now at from, uh, from <laughs> yes, right. So he's over at, at um in, in England, working right. in cheese. So I'm like, help me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew him. Network. You already knew him? Oh, yeah. yeah no, I yeah, know Nick yeah, quite yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, you know, the cheese, you know, the cheese community is very tight. I, and it's and not that big. There, it, no. It's easy to know people all over. <laughs> it is, and that's the beauty of it. And we do actually help each other out all the yes, time. Yes, So I, I do agree. Part of why I love the industry. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. much as I adore cheese, I also love the people. Right. So, right. you know. <laughs> now, I thought the book had some very good questions at the start of how many people are you serving? When are you serving it? You know, mm-hmm. uh, that was. My gosh, you read it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you oh. for reading. <laughs> oh, th- you're very welcome. I have to read. <laughs> Well, well anyway, you know. yes, yes. No, I read. Um, but then, how many cheese boards have you served in your home? Zero, ten, twenty, all twenty-five? Like, well, previously I, I mean, or when developing the book? Um, I think that I've been doing cheese boards since I was. Uh, in in college, yeah. So yeah. which is which is only a few years ago, oh my God. <laughs> but um, <laughs> of course. But but no, I actually did um, start. T- I, I serving didn't know much, cheese, serving cheese. I started cheese? serving cheese and wine. I I remember in university, I actually uh, and my actually my friends who are still mm-hmm. part of my life mm-hmm. remember me doing this, and oh. and I don't know what got into my 
my very um, bold, brazen mind when mm-hmm. everyone was drinking kegs, you know, in stairways. I was right. like, come on, let's... um." Let's, Let me get some bottles of wine, and I'm going to do a cheese and wine pairing for you. And they're like, who are you, and why do we want to know you? I have no idea. But I was like, you know, this tastes good, and this is great, and we need to do more. So um, so you were an early so, wine drinker. Oh, yeah. Well, my father is Australian, and I grew oh. up drinking wine. Oh, so okay. okay. I think from age seven on, I pretty much had wine. Mm-hmm. I remember going to... Um, a sabbatical, my mother did a sabbatical semester at Cornell up mm-hmm. in the Finger Lakes. And, and I remember visiting, I was living with dad at home and we'd go up and visit and we went wine tasting. And I was 11 and mm-hmm. I think I, I bought bottles. I mean, like <laughs> they helped me buy bottles that I could put down for like 10 years. <laughs> Until you were old enough to drink them? Well, I think I could have drunk them and dad wouldn't have said anything. But, you know, back then, right. you always bought wine to put down. You didn't just buy it and drink it. Oh, you, it was, you now that's a, a phrase I haven't heard, to put down. Yes, you you cellar it, right? So you write on it and say, uh-huh. okay, this, this wine, in, you know, I bought this date and then right. in it's try in five years. You get like, uh-huh. you know, six bottles uh-huh. and then you... And then you realize in five years it's still too young, so you right, try another right. one in another five years, mm-hmm. and then now do you think "put down" is an Australian term? Put it down. I, I, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I've, I'm not familiar with it. And there's another term that you use in the book that I can't recall right now, but it's in my questions that you also use. <laughs> that oh, I really? I didn't realize where it was from, but maybe it's Australian. <laughs> could be. It could be. Well, putting it down means kind of putting it to bed. Mm-hmm. So you, you're, okay. like, you're like putting it down in your cellar. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. But it could be. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just part of who I am, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, um, how many of the cheesemakers do you know? A lot. Yeah. Um, Did you I, find yourself... Um, Trying not to favor the ones you knew? Or? You know, um, I, I think there's just enough diversity so that um, I didn't really have to do that. I okay. would, I, I think one of the, it's a great question. One of the, one of the problems um, in terms of, you know, there are areas like New York City where you can get such a massively wide range of things mm-hmm. that you could put everything down. But the fact of the matter is that distribution is, is excellent and better than it's ever been, mm-hmm. but you still can't get a bunch of these if you are, you know, in particular locations in the center or, you right, know, like far-reaching right. places. Right. So or I the really smaller cheesemakers in California it, stay it, in California exactly. and the smaller ones here stay here. It's exactly right. And, I mean, you can't you can't get them. So mm-hmm. I was trying hard to... Um, Include everybody? Uh, yeah, include everyone and then say enough about it so that there was a reason why I chose it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um and 
as a cheese mo- again with the cheesemonger hat on, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. if someone comes to me and I don't have that cheese, I don't want them to be disappointed, nor do I want them to just walk out the door. I want to say, well, here's here's that here's what that cheese is, right? And here's, here's what here's I something, have, right? Here's something similar, right? And mm-hmm. I, you know, the whole point of of both loving cheese and its diversity is that you have that. Mm-hmm knowledge and ability to turn people on to things much wider than the one thing that they came in for. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And that's, that's also the, the case with wine and beer and cider and food in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, do yeah. you feel you um, somewhat preferred American over European in the book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big question. No, well, I, I was counting. <laughs> did you? Oh, okay. So, well, so you you'll did, have to tell me then. <laughs> you did a bit. I mean, you know, sometimes you went European, totally, but not often. And um, usually it was two Americans to one European. Okay, well, which there you is it. Which is, you know, <laughs> it used to be harder to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I know, you know, 10 years ago, well, much more, more than that, even. I mean, it, it was when I first got into cheese, which was 95, 96 Mm -hmm. uh, in Boston, you know, uh, most of the cheeses were from Europe. Yes. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, um, I think that a lot of things have played into why, you know, I, I probably do think American. And the fact is that I do, I did run farmer's markets and mm-hmm. I still am a big proponent of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, food miles and things like that do matter. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But that said, you know, there are cheeses that I absolutely can't live without. And, um, and they are European. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it would be, it would be very hard for me to write um, without any mention of European cheeses. Okay. I mean, I can do it. Yes, but I agree. I think everybody likes likes a whole gamut of things, and they, and we still do reference the motherland basically when we when we talk about cheese. So mm-hmm. I think it, it would be it would be hard. Yeah. Um, now, where do you but, usually shop for cheese in your various locations? Well, uh, it's a very good question. Uh, again, I have been spending a lot of time in Rhode Island, mm. and mm. Um, Rhode Island doesn't have a lot of cheese shops, um, <laughs> so that are independent. And yeah. but I have found Whole Foods to be terrific, and uh-huh. so that has been where I have been shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I also, of course, talk to directly to some distributors when mm-hmm. I'm I've been teaching a bit at Johnson and Wales, and um, which is a culinary school, and th- they work with several distributors. So I've been trying to bring that into the curriculum a little bit. So there's mm-hmm. some cheese love going mm-hmm. on with the chefs, mm-hmm. the aspiring chefs. Um, but and and you know the other place I've been mainly now is uh, New Haven. And mm-hmm. there was a, a great tea shop right at the end of the street, but it closed 
Casey is oh. closed. Oh. I know. Um, really good terrible. friends of mine, too. I know, and I, I used to work through the holidays with them. So, uh-huh. um, huh. so you know, I think that um, my answer to that would be wherever I can find <laughs> good cheese. <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I hunted out. I do find Whole Foods is better when um, there's nothing else around. I mean, maybe, yeah. I don't know whether it's actually better or you just think it's better, but it's it's more essential when it's the only show in town. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, the, what I do know is that it's busy. And yeah. so product moves. Right. And that is right. always That's key. vitally important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I would love to see more cheese happening in um, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. for sure. Hmm. Um, and I haven't been able to travel a lot because I'm mainly in Connecticut for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, so Connecticut meaning New Haven, but mm-hmm. there are such great shops around here. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I get lucky and I can go into New York and then I'm just a kid in a candy store. <laughs> so <laughs> Now, did you plan ahead or oh oh this is about the recipes did you invent the recipes are they yours or others and did you plan ahead or cook for the photo shoot okay so um the recipes are not mine Mm -hmm. and the, the person who did the recipes who pulled on um other um inspirations so books in particular, and then a few chefs, is, is actually Valerie, uh, mm-hmm. who is, Val is the stylist. Mm-hmm. So she actually did them oh, and okay. made them. Ah. So I can take absolutely no credit for any of that. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Much as I'd like to. <laughs> now, the, let me just tell people about the format. You have uh, an assortment of well, you have about 25 cheese boards, and then you have things to bring in with yep. them. And is that the term you use, bring in? Um, I don't know. Okay. You mean it, that, that's bring how, in? Yes, yes. You, you use something that is not um, totally common to me. But anyway, so, <laughs> so you bring in. Are you in, trying to tell me that I speak wrong? No, no, I think it's your history. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, and then you make, you, there's a recipe per cheese board to make and right. add to it. So that's just right. for the listeners who have not seen the book yet. That's, you know, there's a, a recipe per cheese board that look quite delicious. Yeah. I, I mean, they are, and they are things after my own heart, really, because yes. most of them are nuts and um, yeah. olives, nuts, and, uh, pastes. Yeah. yeah. They, exactly. they seem like a very good addition. They're, they're great addition. And, um, you know, for me, and it, it actually, I just reread part of my intro when uh, knowing that we were going to be chatting about this. And mm-hmm. I, I, the thing I do know too is that there's so many great, um, there's so many great accompaniments out there mm-hmm. on the market as right. well. So, and I, I'm not, um, there was a time when I used to cook a lot more than I do now. So mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative of what else is out there. But I know having, you know, 
done culture and um, the the magazine and also just being in publishing in general, that recipes are so exciting for people. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. So these really pleased me, and I was excited. But I'm also like, don't worry if you don't want to do it. You can just buy something. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, that is quite clear. Like, you don't have to feel burdened by by the recipes, and you can find enough stuff to go with it. And, uh, yeah, you can just have your cheese board. So, anyway, it's time to take a break. Uh, We'll be right back after the break. Cabot Creamery is proud to be celebrating 100 years making the world's finest dairy products. Cabot's award-winning cheddars and other dairy products stand apart because of their farmers' tireless dedication to quality and freshness, to healthy land and a sustainable future. A century after they started this journey, Cabot's farmer owners still know what matters most, family and community. The simple truth that we're stronger together than we are apart. That delicious products are the reward of a job well done. That when you love what you do this much, the best is always still to come. Join Heritage Radio Network on Monday, November 11th for a raucous feast to toast a decade of food radio. Our 10th anniversary Bacchanal is a rare gathering of your favorite chefs, mixologists, storytellers, thought leaders, and culinary masterminds. We'll salute the inductees of the newly minted HRN Hall of Fame, who embody our mission to further equity, sustainability, and deliciousness. Explore the beautiful Palm House and Yellow Magnolia Cafe, taste and imbibe to your heart's content, and bid on once-in-a-lifetime experiences and tasty gifts for any budget at our silent auction. Tickets available now at heritageradionetwork.org gala. Hi, we're back, and it's a great idea to go to the Heritage Radio Network Gala. I'll be there. Uh, Most of the uh, hosts will be there and all of our team, and it's really fun, and I, I heartily encourage you. Anyway, so Lassa, back to you. And I'll be there. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Oh, I'm delighted. Um, So, well, my first question is let's get specific. I want to know your thoughts about beer and cheese because I am a a beer lover. Uh And I'm a new beer lover. Like I fell in love with it about four years ago. Oh, well, I think you're, you're probably, you know, following the trajectory of just really innovative, fantastic things going on and are available. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and, and I, I'm with you 100%. Oh, are um, you? So have you diverged from wine a bit? No, no, I still drink a lot of wine. I, you know, I'm Australian. We drink everything. For oh, okay. Out loud. Okay. Isn't there <laughs> so beer? I come up with weird words. <laughs> Isn't there beer in Australia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of craft beer. Yeah. Okay. So I want to know, what made you put Humboldt Fog with wheat beer? That's question number one. Okay. Well, it's it's a very uh, luscious, kind of velvety, uh, softer um, taste and flavor. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that beautiful texture 
kind of like souffle almost. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then this, you know, it wants a gentle, it wants something gentle with mm-hmm. it. And, okay. um, and also I will say that I did a lot of things are tried and true in this and I don't ever do things thinking I know everything. I do ask around. Uh-huh. So a lot of people who are in cheese are really, really, um, aficionados of craft brewing. Yes. And so I asked and ah, okay. that came up. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> these things are very clearly. Um, it was voted upon. It was voted upon. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, um, and I think, you know, when you do any kind of pairing, you're very much thinking in terms of intensities and mm-hmm. textures. Mm-hmm. So that's one of those okay. that I think. Now, I was also it, wondering about the mature cloth-bound cheddar with IPA because IPAs are my favorite beers, and I don't know if I I would pair it with cloth-bound cheddar. I, I, I don't drink beer and eat cheese that much. Well, I think this is, I think you have to try it before we have another <laughs> talk about it. But I, but I would say that um, if you're thinking in terms of a mature, you know, a, a cheddar that's more an, a block cheddar with uh-huh. a higher acidity, then oh. you're probably correct. But oh, if you're, okay. if you think of a cloth bound Which is with mellower. age on it, mm-hmm. much mellower, and, but also more got many more um, kind of earthy, often, you know, that kind of almost peanut buttery kind right, of undertone right, to it. Right, right. Those are those are things that, that actually match the intensity but raise IPA um, one or two. Mm-hmm. And, and okay. so it, it, it okay. can be pretty, pretty wonderful. Okay. So I, I encourage you to try it. <laughs> I will. I will. Now, I want to discuss the cider choices. Well, that's my, I, I have, have had a much bigger love recently, just like you have for uh, beer, but oh, with cider. So you fallen in love with cider? I do <laughs> love cider. Did you always, or is it, is it a new love? It's a more, it's a newer love, but I have always been very excited about British, um, mm. Uh, and I think again that has something to do with Australian roots because oh, okay. we did get things like bulmers and, mm-hmm. and woodpecker mm. when we were younger. Oh, um, okay. So yeah, we had it in our life. And, oh, okay. Um, so it came all the way over to Australia because uh, because yeah. it's more British. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Heavily British influence okay. Um, okay. there. But now, when I read that, that you, your first pairing is with British-style cider, mm. I, like, thought, well, what is British-style cider? I didn't even know. <laughs> well, in, in the definition that I give it, it's, yeah. um, it's more fruit-forward. Okay. Um, it's, it's not funky. It's it, like a, a Saison or, or whatever. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit, it's got a good apple. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a solid, um, solid fruit, a solid fruit, right? Okay. So okay. you, you, and it's hard to not think that goes well with cheese. I okay. mean, it, it's okay. an apple and cheese for crying out loud. That's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, another <laughs> thing. So then you put camembert with French farmhouse cider. What, yes. what is French farmhouse cider? So it's a little, um, more 
it's got a, a little more funkiness to it. Okay. Uh, still has quite a bit of the apple. But, I mean, that is a pairing in place, really, because um, you're looking at Normandy. Oh, okay. And they, okay. And they are known for, okay. um, if, if you're really buying a, a, a true French farmhouse cider, it's mm-hmm. invariably going to be coming from Normandy. Oh, and okay. that camembert is invariably going to be coming mm-hmm. from Normandy as well. So it's got the, both of them have a bit of funk. They've both got the earth. And then they've got the, the, you've got the nice fruit coming, but you've got that other element going okay. on with it. So okay. it's pretty wonderful. I will have to branch out, clearly. So <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> another thing that this is just a funny uh, aside, you mentioned fromage daffinois next, I think, with, with champagne, champagne-oise, whatever that's pronounced method something yeah 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 so i this is a you call it an absolute crowd pleaser the fromage daffinois and i just want to let you know that it's a secret favorite of a lot of (laughs) cheesemongers who don't want to admit it because it's (laughs) too industrial you know it's it's in it's an industrial cheese that we all love <laughs> but it but it has been i think also it has this um this this technique you know this ultra filtration that's uh-huh. gone through uh-huh. which ha- which basically makes it into like a a, a, a more serious yeah. a more serious cheese well, I don't know. I don't think cheese. I don't think cheese is serious. It's cheese for crying out loud. But the, but I do think it is. Um, it's part of it is the texture, yes, which is yes. it's, which has so much to do with that process of the ultra filtration. And, and it's reliable. The texture it, is pretty reliable. It, it absolutely is. And they're not and, really that reliable. Uh, many French cheeses are not as reliable as fromage daffinois. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that's true. And I, I just don't really understand why we have to worry about the size of production. It's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, we do. What What can I say? Well, I mean, we can love them all. I think yes. you'll see yes. that. I mean, I try very hard to, um, I mean, to not be that way because mm-hmm. I feel that one of the reasons that larger production happens is because in, economically um, it keeps many more people being able to farm and to um, be in production and to have a paycheck um, and producing something very good. So yes. Yes. if you just look at a, a European model, it's, it keeps entire regions going mm-hmm. because they're all producing, you know, um, one style of cheese, mm-hmm. like a Gruyere or mm-hmm. uh, a Comte or something of that mm-hmm. ilk. So mm-hmm. that's where I, you know, I get a little sad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place for everything. <laughs> you don't want to leave any of your children behind. Never, no. It's got to be fair. <laughs> okay. So um, I love that you paired Pleasant Ridge Reserve with a Manhattan. <laughs> Are you a Manhattan drinker? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But I just loved it. I want to become one. <laughs> well, 
I think you have lots of things ahead of you for the nice yes. snowy months. Yes, we have. yes, I think I think you're right. Um, <laughs> and I also loved. Well, first of all, your list, your lists of substitutions, which are under every cheese in the book, are amazing. Yeah, Thank they're, you. They're just remarkable. And you included, I think in the Pleasant Ridge Department, a Scutney Mountain, which used to be one of my very favorite cheeses from Vermont. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't had it as, you know, as often since I stopped working at Murray's, but uh, I loved it. And I, I actually said when I was going to be a judge at uh, ACS, I had made pronouncements that I was going to make a Scutney Mountain win. (laughs) And then when it was up for winning, I had to not vote because I felt like I had told too many people that. Oh. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I really don't. (laughs) Right. It was just a, a quirky thing that a Scutney had done that well it yeah. was up for, you know, it was in the contest for winning. Right, right. And I felt I had made too big a deal of it. That I, But I got my, <laughs> that was when you had a co-judge and you only got to vote uh, as a couple. Oh, and you my, still have co-judges. Yeah, but, but um... my co-judge voted for a Scutney Mountain. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. But well, I left him on his own. I left him on his own, but he loved it. <laughs> well, there you have it. Well, um, I think that style of cheese, which is that, um, you know, the very cohesive, pliable kind of um, alpine yes. mountain style cheese yes, is yes. just, it's just hard not to adore it. Um, <laughs> And the, the layers of flavor, right? Yes, That yes, go on in yes. that are wonderful. Yes. Um, so sipping a Manhattan along with nibbling on that uh-huh. just seems like a really good night in front of a fire. Yes, me. yes, I totally agree. And I did love your your drinks, the dark and stormy and the uh, <laughs> re- grapefruit tequila spritz uh, yes. like, <laughs> with up and well, smoke. Know, you could do so much with that, you know. Um, the hardest part, and I think you're you're kind of pinpoint pinpointing it, is narrowing down. Yes, and, um, yes. Luckily, I didn't have to neglect too much, mm. um, and I I mean I really hope I didn't neglect mm-hmm. too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to put it out there because so many people love different different cheeses and different things it would be mm-hmm. I wanted to include as much as I could um, and show the diversity of what's out there yes really well and that was why your list of substitutions was so excellent you know oh, you great. you gave so many choices in the substitution list and and so many from England yeah well again um, that was that was part of, uh, if this had been a, 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 a publisher who was solely based in the U.S., I doubt that would have happened. But right, the beauty right. is yeah. that, and, and to be honest, I really wanted to have international, um, you know, 
choices. Yes. So, yes. And you do, but you don't have that many Italian or Portuguese, you know, you, you don't go south very much because you yeah. stay north. That's true. That is yeah. true. Yeah. Um, it's just not that easy in, and to, to get many of those. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is, it's partially that, I mean, I do try to hit, to hit, to have Spain, mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit from Spain. And of course I have a couple from, um, Portugal, but mm-hmm. you're, you're right about that. And, um, I, I did put a couple of kind of, um, Latin American cheeses in, mm-hmm. uh, even if they were American, um, because we just don't get them. And I, you know, Canadian cheeses, there were a few mentions. Yes. Yes. I did notice that as well. Yeah. But that's really because there are going to be Canadian readers mm-hmm. and not because we can get them as in, in our country, uh, mm. sorry, in the U.S. So um, did you try to include a lot of Canadian substitutions? I, not a lot, but uh, as many as I could. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, otherwise, it, you know, I would get in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> because I only have so many words I can jam into a book, right? <laughs> Now that's well. Oh, you also you think you put cutting the curd in the book? Yeah, I was well. so pleased at the <laughs> at the end of the book is things to to you know read up on, and you put the the show. It's well, I well, think the, show the first time is a great way to learn, and I think it makes it approachable to people. There you have. Um, you have people on that are just, you know, that we all love to hear. Yes. Uh, not, yes. not just me, I'm saying, <laughs> but I mean, the people who are, are scientists or chefs and, and, of course, mongers, but makers, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. a great way to learn. Yes. So, yes. of course, you should be in there. <laughs> well, I was, I don't think we ever have been in the book, and I was very excited to see it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Um, now another thing, the pictures, the pictures. Now I want to say you have four pictures per cheese board, maybe? Yeah, that's roughly about it. Three to five, I'd say, you know, sometimes it's a few. And you also did the very excellent thing for people who don't know cheese you um, have a little uh, way to tell which cheese is which with the A, B, C, D. Yeah, yeah. Which That's is important. excellent. Incredibly excellent. important. Because and, I um, usually knew them, but I didn't even know all of them. Right, well, I mean, it's a lot to know. Yeah. There's a lot of cheese yeah. in here. Yeah. Um, that was, and it's interesting because um, when, when I... Um, signed up to do the book, you know, mm-hmm. with with Rylan Peters, and um, I they actually had already decided, you know, this is going to happen. This is mm-hmm. what it's going to be. But I put together kind of the concept and mm-hmm. and and that, and then they said, well, we this is who we'd like to work with, um, mm-hmm. and photography, and and I thought, okay, well, this is interesting. Um, it's in L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm over here in New England. That's a long way. <laughs> so I had to kind of think about how that would happen, mm-hmm. um, and and also make sure that the diversity of cheeses were there. But even more, 
importantly, make sure that they knew what she is to be using with what. Right. So if they, so it became really, this is how cheese people think, right? You, mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's great to have a ton of cheeses, but I can assure you that you're going to get confused very quickly about what, what oh, it is that yes. you're shooting. Yes. So um, I did pull on a couple of very dear friends mm-hmm. who are in cheese. Erin uh, Clancy, who um, really helped with some of, you know, making sure that things were structured. So mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, this is what the board's going to be, and this is being used there. Mm-hmm. And she was like my my little um, assistant. You know, yeah, really Checker. incredible. Yeah. Checker and just organizer behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Lydia Clark, who Lydia and Marnie, who own um, DTLA and Claremont Cheese out in um, L.A., mm-hmm. I, you know, I got in touch with them and said to Lydia, well, you know, when Val is picking things up, you can maybe just say if she wants you, maybe you'll come by just Mm -hmm. to make Mm -hmm. sure things are in the right place and Mm -hmm. and all of that. So it takes a team. It takes a a village, as it were, um, to do it all. But the whole point was to make it as easy for people who are reading as possible. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to create a book that you could look at something and you're like, oh, it's great, but I can't do that. And mm-hmm. um, and I can't get any of those things. Mm-hmm. So I tried really hard to be as inclusive to as many readers as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, I mean, I think that the photography is so delicious. Yes. You really just want to try it. Oh, yes. It was very tough not to eat cheese while you were (laughs) reading the book. I had to go into my refrigerator on many many occasions and eat some. But you didn't make yourself a Manhattan. No, I did not. (laughs) I don't have the ingredients. That's funny. Yeah. I did drink a little beer. Um, (laughs) So... um, but I noticed, and I thought this was unusual, um, you have repeated pictures of the cheese boards. Is that, yeah. did you have a giant budget and, and needed to do more pictures? I mean, I'm under the impression that photos are expensive. Mm, I can't really answer that. Okay. Um, in okay. that I mean, I, I if. The only reason I can't answer that is because I don't know. You don't know. Um, okay. Um, the that's, That was a publisher's decision. Okay. And I think that what we love about cheese is, um, seeing, is, it. is, is seeing it. <laughs> so you'd be crazy if you did a book like this and even if I'm a even if I'm the most beautiful writer, mm-hmm. it, it does not right. entice people right. Right. to look right. to read as much as it does by seeing. Right. So, right. Um, but I mean, it, it, you're right. It is a lot, and, and um, I think that you know the first thing that you do when you do you work in food, or especially if you are trying to convey uh, food to someone, is to let them read. Mm-hmm. with their mm-hmm. eyes yes. yes so i think that's really where they are mm-hmm. with this yeah. and um this same publisher has done a number of of books uh food related books mm-hmm. and 
they're always very heavy in um, uh, in, in photography. Okay. Yeah. Now I had a question. You said it was being done before the holidays. Was that last year? Uh, no. It, it we the no, photos. I, I was no. Actually, it was after the holidays. Oh, uh, okay. It was direct, directly after the holidays. Oh, okay. Um, in nineteen this year. This year, yeah. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Did, was so, there a rush to get it out before Christmas? No, no, no. No? no. Okay. No. Oh, you mean for this book now? Yeah, um, yeah, so so people could buy it for presents. I, I, yeah, I don't think it's a, a rush. I mean, it came out not very long ago. Right. Um, and right. the timing is definitely good good for that. Yes. So yes. I, th- <clears throat> I think the answer to your question is it was, the writing and then the shooting mm-hmm. of of it. Um, so the writing started in last last um, autumn, mm-hmm. and and then like and, and then the actual photo shoots were right after the new year. Okay. So in this year, okay. and then I completed the writing, which was a lot of the the real detailed, um, you know kind of kind of work the and lists the lists of the extras lists or, and then yeah. the copy editing yeah. and yeah. all of that kind of thing which make mm-hmm. it you know really usable mm-hmm. um and the uh, and then to actually print and do it all takes several months so right. you're re- mm-hmm. always looking far out right. and then mm-hmm. i knew it would be out in by the end of September, and okay. it and it and it was so mm-hmm. it's here. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's here, and it's very it's attractive, and uh, it makes you very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I have a few, um, you know, events kind of coming up to, that are good in in New oh, York. Oh, that's supported. Yes, yeah, supported, mm-hmm. and just make sure that I can honor some of the cheese people that mm. that are um mm-hmm. folk that's focused on too mm-hmm. so i'll be at uh, the french cheese board on the 29th of october mm-hmm. and um i'll be doing an event actually at uh, the cider house in oh, brooklyn cool. um but i don't have a date yet but it's coming up oh um, probably i want to come Oh, you'll be invited don't you worry <laughs> it, it'll be in december oh good um, good 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 um and, you know, so there's a lot. There's a lot that goes along with okay. creating something like this. Yes, yes. Okay, well, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. It's been delightful discussing your new book, Cheese Boards to Share. And thank you so much, Lassa Skinner. Thank you so much for having me. It's okay. a pleasure. Great. Now go make yourself a Manhattan. Okay, okay, right away. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Bye. Cutting the Curd is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio.